What's going on, everybody? Welcome back for another episode of Triggered. This is Triggered episode number 409 here on Thursday, October 20th. We are now less than three weeks away from the midterms. Uh, 18 days, in fact, so we're getting there. Uh, let's start off with uh, first this Politico piece that came out <laughs> about Democrats who are already bricks about what's about to happen on that November Tuesday because they say that they peaked too early. Peaked? Ah, okay. There wasn't really ever a peak. Yeah. I guess you could say that the time period in which they trimmed the lead yeah. slightly. Was I would their say peak. when Joe Biden finally broke into the 40s. The low forties, <laughs> like forty two, forty three percent, is when it peaked. But now it's back into like the high thirties. Yeah, they're saying I'm wishing the election was in August. We peaked a little early. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, yeah. Okay. yeah. I, mean, I mean, I wish Christmas was in August too. But you know. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, if they weren't literally destroying the country, maybe they yeah. wouldn't have. Thought or maybe about if that. they actually passed stuff. What do you, you mean? Know? They passed too much. That's the problem. Well, I don't think they really passed a lot. They passed a lot, uh, like to the tune of like six trillion dollars worth. <laughs> so I think we can say safely Those are that two, they passed two more than sixty enough. yard bombs. Okay, <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. But we all would the, have been better off if they had God, passed nothing. I mean, all, I mean, thank God, all the other stuff that they wanted to do always used, always broke down along the social uh, issue line. You know? I mean, in the end, they got pretty much what they wanted. If you really think about it, I mean, it. I mean, Joe Manchin gave it to them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, then, they wanted and then, to spend. And then he got I mean, yeah, they wanted to spend $10 trillion instead of 6 yeah, yeah. But in reality, they ended up getting mostly what they wanted. Yeah. Really, the one thing that they didn't get that they would want is uh, massive amnesty, which yeah, rumors are abound that uh, there's a couple of rhino Republicans oh, for the that, are, duck. that are looking to make deals with Democrats after the election, which if that happens... Uh, there might actually yeah. be insurrection part two. Yeah, a real one this time. Maybe? Third party, not not none of that <laughs> fake January sixth bullshit. Um, you know, it, it's ridiculous that they're even talking about that. I would like to think that it won't happen, but as we've seen in the past, you know, how these people think. Um, so John Fetterman, uh, who was out, I wouldn't say campaigning today because he didn't say anything with Joe Biden. Oh, he didn't say anything. He literally didn't say anything. Isn't it weird? That the president comes to town, so, right? Normally, how it goes is yeah. you go up there, say a little something, yeah. introduce the president. Yeah. President Welcome comes to in. Pennsylvania, Mr. President. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Didn't say anything. Very weird. I um, have a theory. Oh, this should be good. Body double. Oh, my God. How do you find a body double for Shrek? <laughs> because because <laughs> the voice is different. That's why I didn't talk. You can't body find double. a body double for <laughs> Shrek, okay? Uh, maybe Joe Biden. The ears, you know, there's some, there's some good theories there. <laughs> But you can't find an ogre like John Fetterman. Maybe they got lucky. You know who he Supposedly reminds- there's two to three doppelgangers for every person on Earth. Well, you know who he reminds me of? There is a doppelganger for him. Yeah. It's uh, Uncle Fester? the f***ed up guy from, uh, what's his name? Hey, you guys! Oh, Sloth! Yeah. Goodies? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rocky Road! <laughs> what a movie. Um, uh. So anyway, yesterday... Biden's out there today, you know, saying ridiculous things, making a Freudian slip that Fetterman's wife was going to be in the Senate. So, you know, that's few and one especially. But the bigger thing that I want to talk about was yesterday, Fetterman released this letter that's supposed to suffice for his medical records, right? Well, it was released by a doctor named Clifford Chen, okay? There's just one problem. And this doctor, by the way, says that he's in tremendous health. 
The which, doctor doesn't exist. We all know that. Is it a fake doctor? No, no, no. <laughs> I think a fake doctor would have been better than this. This it, doctor is, is he a dentist? This doctor is a campaign donor. <laughs> <laughs> He's a campaign donor. Oh, of um, course. I mean, you can't make this up. Yeah. It like number one rule yeah. would have been you got to find someone who can yeah. maybe be impartial on this. Yeah. But I'll tell you, on Tuesday next week, if the debate in the Pennsylvania Senate race happens, which it may or may not still, but um, I think it probably will. I think he it's going to be totally exposed that he's a just a wreck. Yeah, uh, he couldn't handle an MSNBC interview. Right, right. How is he going to respond to things on the yeah. fly? I, I don't understand that. But um, also, we have to temper that with how aggressive does Oz, you know, have to take in this in this debate? If he comes off too hard, then he's just beating a man who's just had a stroke. Or I think it's best to let him just talk. To be honest, with you. maybe Oz wait maybe. and see. I mean, attack him when you know he. He when, needs to attack him on the he, policy yeah, stuff. Yeah, on the policy I stuff. I mean, like me personally, I'd go up there and say, "Dude, you're a vegetable. You need to drop out." But um, <laughs> yeah, everyone knows me. <laughs> everyone knows how I uh, have a. Flipper. But I think very. I mean, if MS, if that MSNBC, I mean, and it was bad. If that's going to be the debate, oh my I god, think it was a. Oz can just can just literally just hang back, hit him on policy, and let him just just mm-hmm. hang himself with his own rope. So yeah. Well, you know, I mean, we as we just saw last week, um, and, and Jim Jordan echoed this sentiment, yeah. quote, you know it's a good year when Joe Biden has to go to Oregon to help the Democrat candidate for governor, a state we haven't won in 40 years. Um, you also know it's going to be a good year when Tim Ryan spent the entire summer acting like he was a Trump Republican in Ohio. Yeah. So, uh, and one of the more uh, optimistic states for a Senate pickup, Nevada. Yeah. Uh, what's going on out there with uh, Cortez Master? You wrote about oh, this. Oh, yeah. Well, we all talked about how Latino voters are, are pretty much going to stay home. That's what they're telling all the surveys. In Nevada. In Nevada. Specifically. In Nevada, specifically. Yes. Which, which I don't know if I buy that, Which by the puts way. her in peril. I severe think, peril. I think that they're going to turn out, and they're going to turn out for Laxalt. Oh, wow. That'll be a oh, shocking... Wow. Be that's a yeah. bold prediction. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it, yeah man, listen, anything can happen. But um, anyway, first Latina. First Latina elected to the Senate, and they're not going to vote for her because, the, the, first of all, inflation has hit Nevada hard. They don't like the job climate. They don't like, you know, it, it's bad. So you would think that she would do all she can to, like, kind of improve those relations with Latino, the Latino community, which, by the way, wins you Clark County, which wins you the election. Instead, she ditches... A, an event by a the, the top Hispanic advocacy Latino group. Yeah, group. Yeah, yeah, advocacy group in the state. She was going to get a community leadership award. Totally ditches it. She totally ditches it. Crazy. Gives, I mean, literally, just, you're getting an easy PR you. win. Yeah. Easy PR the win. Easiest photo op yeah. ever. Yeah. Just to show up. And mm-hmm. that leads into the other thing that Latino voters in Nevada have said about her, which is that she may be the first Latina senator, but she never us. shows up. Yeah, she's not one of she's us. She never shows up to any of the cultural events. What uh, what what was her excuse? I think she just, just didn't go. <laughs> well, she had to come up with something after the fact. <laughs> it was probably, I mean, I, I probably the usual scheduling conflict. Yeah, I don't know. That, that's bad. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, either way, it's bad. Unless she had a heart attack, stroke, was shot, or got hit by a car. There is no excuse. Yeah. No excuse right now. Because right now, all these people who are running for office are doing every event that they can that helps with turnout and exposure. Yeah, well, so Nevada's looking pretty good. I think uh, Laxalt's yeah. going to have a good chance there. I think we're, we're going to get the governor's race, too, there, too. Very possible. Very possible. Yeah. Um, 
keeping it out west, let's go to Arizona now. Um, and really, the the story of the midterms, at least on the Senate side, will come down to essentially what is, I think, four states. Yeah. Nevada, Arizona, Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Georgia. And Georgia. Uh, as expected, you know, and there will be other ones that are tossed in there. There may be a surprise or two here or there. Um, but I think that's going to be the Baggy story. Baggy Hassan gets knocked off. Uh, that would be a that that would be like maybe. Super Bowl victory type. People don't like surprise. her. They really she's, don't. She's a. B- Who else wouldn't be surprising? Maybe Washington. That's been shown to be in reach a few times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? There's a little bit of concern up in Alaska because of this ranked choice voting, um, and if ranked choice voting causes us to lose that Senate yeah. seat, uh, we should just get rid of Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> Just give it back to Russia. Um, what else? Um, Michigan, the governor's race is a little bit close there. Yeah. You know, it was looking like Adolph Whitmer was going to run away with yeah. it, but now it's a little bit closer. Yeah, I think we're going to we're going to keep uh, North Carolina. Yeah, keep North Carolina. Yeah. Keep Wisconsin. You know, Missouri's not even a close race at all. Um, you know, the, we've talked about the New York races at length. Here, both the governor and AG. Mm. Um, who else? I think we've basically covered all the other yeah, races. But no, yeah, but Greg the, Abbott's going to run away oh with it God. in Texas. That's, I mean, DeSantis, they're, they're not even talking about DeSantis is going to crush oh, Florida. Bad. I mean, crush. I think DeSantis might win by twenty points. Woo! Um, it, I really do think that he's going to win by a huge margin. Yeah. I don't know about twenty. That might be an exaggeration, but I, it will I, seem like twenty. 10. I would say eight to twelve. Well, you know, given the historical context of Florida, right? Yeah. When Trump won it by 3.2 percentage points, for a presidential election, that was a massive landslide victory by Florida standards. Yeah. Because Florida has always been within 1%, right? Yeah. So if DeSantis wins by 10%, in essence, that is 20%. Yeah. Um, and and there's you know there's a trend that I think Florida's just going to stay red basically forever. You know, idiots talking about Val Demings taking out Marco Rubio. Yeah. Yeah, right. Haven't you noticed? In what uh, Fantasy All those stories land. have kind of died. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. She had one great, great fundraising hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was at the second quarter, and everyone was like, "Oh, Rubio's in trouble," and now it's like all gone. <laughs> well, and it was all out of state. Yeah. And the same thing is true for what's going on in Georgia, where everyone was like, "Oh, there's a significant portion of the population that's going to vote for Kemp for governor and Warnock for senator." That has not proven yeah. to be true whatsoever. Yeah. And even all these stories haven't moved the needle. In fact, still in the statistics. In fact, following. Governor. The debate. Walker's up. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So we don't know if that's going to be enough to get past the runoff. Really, it's going to be a key of if Kemp can get past the runoff and then also get Herschel Walker across the runoff. We'll see. But we have, uh, let's see, a few things from Arizona. We'll keep it out west first here. First, Tulsi Gabbard endorsing Carrie Lake in in Arizona for the governor's race, which is very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um you know, that really drove the Dems nuts when Gabbard left the party and then yeah. immediately went and endorsed Carrie Lake, saying uh, she's a leader who puts people first, fighting for border security, energy independence, public safety, and other policies that actually make life better and more affordable for the American people. I look forward to supporting Carrie Lake ahead of these critical midterm elections. So that's first up there. Second Carrie Lake story that we have, and this one is one of the best smackdowns yes. of a liberal reporter yes. I've seen in my life. A little bit of a long clip. Maybe you've heard it. Maybe you haven't. But I wanted to play it here. This is Carrie Lake taking a question from a liberal reporter, and I use reporter in very loose terms. A liberal reporter asking about, quote, election deniers. Roll that clip. Let's talk about election deniers. 
Here's 150 examples of Democrats denying election results. Oh, wow, look at this. This is from, this is from uh, Joe Biden's press secretary. Reminder, Brian Kemp stole the gubernatorial election from Georgians and Stacey Abrams. Democrats saying that. Is that an election denier? Oh, look at this. Just heard Republican Ryan Costello said it would be difficult for Stacey Abrams to win because she lost her state bid, but yet she's still claiming she never lost. This is outright Hillary Clinton. Trump is an illegitimate president. Is she an election denier? This one says, was the 2016 election legitimate? It now definitely is a question worth asking. That's the Los Angeles Times. So it's okay for Democrats to question elections, but it's not okay for Republicans. It's a crock of BS. Every one of you knows it. We have our freedom of speech and we're not gonna relinquish it to a bunch of fake news propagandists. If you want a copy of these, I'm sure that we're, Anthony would help you get a copy and help you learn how to be journalists, but look it up. It's been happening for a long time. Since 2000, people have questioned the legitimacy of our elections. And all we're asking is that in the future, we don't have that have to happen anymore. Okay. When I'm governor, excuse me, when I'm governor, we're gonna make sure we have honest elections. We want the Democrats, the independents, and the Republicans to all know that their vote counted. We want fair, honest, and transparent elections, and we're going to deliver that for the people. But just remember, guys, this is one page after Hillary Clinton says George W. Bush was selected president, not elected. So let's start, if you're gonna start throwing around terms like election denier, let's remember who the other election deniers were, Hillary Clinton and all the Democrats. I mean, she whipped out the receipts. Oh my God. From 2000. It was great. She was, was like, great. you know, it's just like, listen, questioning legitimacy of elections is not only a First Amendment right, it's, it. Democrats do it all the time, so stop. Mm-hmm. What else do we got here in these Senate races? Oh, speaking of Herschel Walker, Another another great clip. Tremendous clip. Yeah, I got to say, for as much talk that's come out of the uh, D.C. establishment class of, oh, candidate quality. These, they're, they're doing pretty good. They're doing they're a doing great really job. Well. Okay, doing they're well. doing a great job. Herschel Walker was interviewed by NBC's Kristen Welker, which I'm not sure why he agreed to that, but he did the interview and did pretty well, and he was asked, um, can you name one thing that President Biden has done that you support? Let's take a listen to Herschel's response. You are going to have to work with President Biden and yes. Democrats in order to get anything done. That's right. So let me ask you, can you name one thing that President Biden has done that you support? One thing that he's done that I support. Mm. <sighs> he eat a lot of ice cream. That's <laughs> perfect. Yeah, that was great. Well, he eats a lot of ice cream. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and that's the type of thing that we need out of... Uh, our candidates is to be on their feet. Um, a new campaign started today, ad campaign in Georgia um, with the former uh, Georgia coach, I think it was. Um, I can't remember his name. Oh. But he basically p put together a minute-long ringing endorsement of Herschel Walker. Let me see if I can find this. Is it Mark Rick? Vince Dooley. Oh, Vince Dooley. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it's a minute-long ad, and it's a tremendous ad. I think it's really going to move the needle in Georgia especially seeing as it's football season. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Blake Masters in Arizona being starved of money because Mitch McConnell doesn't like him is what it comes down yeah, to. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and 
But Mitch McConnell has the money to dedicate to the Colorado Senate race, which is much less close. Yeah, it's not. So there's no, you know, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and I think Blake Masters is going to have a shot there because I think Carrie Lake's going to win by four. Yeah, um, I agree. And she might be able to carry again, him over. Yeah, stop yeah. the split ticketing. You know, I. And Mark Kelly has had disastrous debate outings. Oh yeah, well he thinks the border's secure. You know, and down in Arizona, everybody yeah, knows everyone knows. Even yeah. Democrats, yeah. hardcore Democrats, are like, "What are you talking about? The yeah. border's not secure." Yeah. You know, I, I just don't see the split ticketing thing happening across the board this year. I feel like this is if of all years, right? Yeah. Before you could say, "Okay, maybe split ticket," but of all years, this year feels like the one that if people are going to really ring a straight ticket, it's going to be straight ticket Republican. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I I find that to be loadable. Also, I mean, I just personally can't wrap my head around the fact that someone would split ticket. Yeah, how but, can you vote for Brian Kemp and then Raphael Warnock? Or Carrie Lake and Mark yeah, Kelly. Yeah. Right? It's weird. Although, you know, a lot of Trump supporters voted for Democrats in the 2018 midterms. Yeah. Which, you know, that, trying to say, like, you know, either, it's... it's um, I don't know. There's some very interesting voting behavior. Yeah, I guess it are. just comes from the fact that I would never, ever vote, vote for, for a Democrat here, ever in my life. Here. Same With here. a gun pointed to my head, yeah. I would say put the forty five in my you, skull. I mean, I've, I always voted Republican. I mean, I admit I voted for some bad Republicans, but they are oh, much better option. I will vote for a better Democrat any day yeah. over Democrat. Uh, you know, I'd vote for Mussolini before I voted <laughs> for any of these Democrats. At least he's Italian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's left. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the pressure is getting to Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. Because first off, we heard a couple months ago, remember, she was jockeying for her ambassadorship. Yep. Right? Because the rumor was a couple years ago that she was going to retire. Yeah. Right? And that she wasn't going to run for re-election. And then, but she didn't want to pull a Paul Ryan. Yeah. Because she saw how that worked out for Paul Ryan. Yeah. Um, and well, I mean, uh, you know, he's what? Isn't he on the board of Fox News now? I'm not saying it worked out poorly for him. I'm saying he's now not considered oh, to be one of oh, us. Oh, yeah, he's not one of us anymore. Yeah, no. yeah. Um, he's a sniveling little weasel yeah. piece of Yeah. But she didn't want that to happen. No. She didn't want to abandon the party yeah. in a vital midterm election. I'm going to fight to the bitter end. I'm yeah. going to help my party. Whereas yeah. Paul Ryan kind of for seven months, we just all knew left. he was leaving and yeah. he just didn't do anything. No. Um, so she didn't do that. Right. But she did an interview with MSNBC and basically had a meltdown, uh, about the polls on this election <laughs> and saying that it should, she knows what's best. Right. Yeah. She knows what's yeah. best for everybody. Yeah. All that clip. Despite all the legislative accomplishments, and I, I want to cite them, I want to you know, say it's been an extraordinary session. You and the president have done so much in terms of domestic concerns, the economy. So why is this message? Why do you think the president has gotten this message through the voters? Well, first of all, uh, let me say uh, that I think that much of what you've said I don't agree with. That is okay. to say, the New York Times poll, I think, is an outlier poll. You decide one poll, but all the others. It's polls also the real clear different... politics average no. is showing similar issues. No, but they, but that was one that brought down the average, and it was an outlier. It wasn't okay. even that big a sample. So I, I dismiss that. I mean, you know, a blind squirrel finds a nut, and Andrea Mitchell, who is not one of us, citing those polls. Yeah. <laughs> and her saying, you know, basically, this is the New York Times. It's like she can't, there, there's no recourse. And um, the fact that the Democrats have lost in that, in that poll, the fact that the Democrats have lost their advantage with women is, is shocking. Yeah. That is a, of all the crosstabs, mm -hmm. that is the one that, that, that is 
just heinous. Well, and, you know, heinous. you even have the Washington Post here in D.C. Uh, coming out against a D.C. legislative measure that would allow non-citizens to vote in the district. Um, and even they're like, no, 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 no. That's nuts. Non-American citizens should not get to dictate America's laws. Yeah. Um, and, this, and, this, this has to be a – the Supreme – there has – someone needs to file – a lawsuit somewhere in some district and get this up the you know hopefully get this uh, on track for yeah, the Supreme Court to decide because we can't keep having all this stuff bubble up. I mean, thank God some state Supreme Courts have shot this down, mm-hmm. but this has to be decided because this is this is bull. Yeah, I know. And talk about a way to steal an election. Well, yeah, right? that's their right? goal with the other yeah, day. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, goal. I mean, but, I mean, this is you know. Yeah, but we, we got to close all the. Damn when you have a liberal papers editorial board coming in against, you know it's a bad yeah, idea. Yeah, but savor the flavor because you know the next like nine hundred are going to be trash. Oh so. yeah, for sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, what else are we here? We got another clip. This one was good. There's just so many good things going on out in the world right now that we're very clip heavy. But these are just so good. I can't yeah. pass up putting them in the pot. Yeah, you can't. So, uh, AOC. Okay, AOC's been doing these uh, events in the district. Oh God. And she's just been getting savaged at every single one of these events. Savage. And last, I think it was last night, I don't know where it was, but she was doing like a town hall event. People started heckling her, who were supposed to be her constituents, right? And she totally loses it. She basically does her best like Rosie Perez imitation. (laughs) Roll that clip. Did you see, was it right to bear means put a Tabasco sauce yeah, hot sauce in yeah. there? <laughs> well, you know what it reminded me of is when Cartman uh, is teaching yeah. the kids, how do I reach these kids? <laughs> how are you going to get to college? Um, That's I a mean, great episode. She's just like, I, I don't know. I, she's, she can't well, take the heat. Listen, man, or she's acting like uh, how, you know, how you should act when your district is like D plus 9,000. <laughs> well, I guess you could be totally insane. But here's the thing, elected. right? Is she's so used to not having any opposition within her own, you know, oh, silo, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and of all things, the Ukraine is this. Uh, I think Ukraine is. Kind that of was about the Ukraine yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, of all issues, it's it's a uh, well. well I mean, hey, listen, hey, listen. You know, if it's if it's one that could lead to World War Three, hey, you know. I'll tell you one thing I'm really looking forward to, and I don't know which Republicans will have the balls to do this. Probably not many, so I don't think it'll actually happen. But I am looking forward to at least the thought that these Ukrainians are worried that the Republicans are going to pull this pimp money from them (laughs) when we get into office in January. Um, You know, it's ridiculous what's going on. Don't even get me started on Ukraine again. I I don't know what to talk about. It gets me so mad. Let's keep those blood pressures low. It gets me so mad. The whole Ukraine thing, so mad. What else we got in foreign policy? Well, the foreign policy in general is a disaster. Um, Iran is out of control. North Korea is out of control. China is out of control. Russia is out of control. Biden has no control over anything. Uh, OPEC Europe, out of control. OPEC, yeah. yeah. Uh, Europe is basically, you know, collapsing. Yeah, well, we're uh, going to have a labor government soon again. Well, luckily, that's not until uh, January of 25, the next election. Yeah. So a lot can change then, since yeah. then. Uh, but with the big news coming out this morning and of the UK is that Liz Truss, who no one liked from the beginning, I'm not really sure how she managed to weasel her way into that position, uh, Britain's conservative prime minister, announced that she's resigning. Just six weeks after she became prime minister, 
Um, the shortest serving leader in British history. Wow. Um, apparently this week they will be replacing her. With and Boris Johnson? The rumor is Bojo. Boris. Yeah, the rumor is Bring Boris him back. coming back. You know what I think this was? Is that Boris used her to demonstrate how yeah. of a leader she was yeah. and how good they had it under him to bring him back. Yeah. <laughs> He should make him sweat a little bit. Like, I don't know. I'm enjoying retirement right now. We'll see. Well, the thing is, he's Dude. not retired, right? He still was an MP. Yeah, I know. You know who still was an MP, too, was Theresa May. People were yeah. talking about yeah, her. Yeah, I forgot about Yeah, bring her. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. She was a disaster, but... Um, well, she didn't know how to the biggest co- corral mistake, her factions. The biggest mistake was that is, they didn't bring in Nigel Farage to be the guy. Yeah. That would have been great. That's true. Um, what else we got? CDC here at home basically uh, forcing COVID-19 vaccines on our school kids. So that's oh, really so great. so basically we're going to... Okay, I'm not going to go there. So it's I not don't a, want us to get fact-checked. It's, not, <laughs> a, it's not a mandate, per se. Here's their argument. Oh, okay? it's not a mandate, but it's strongly recommended. Yes. Which means yeah. that every parent yeah. with the guided by the 0.01% doctrine of not wanting to expose their kids to anything dangerous mm-hmm. are going are gonna to get their kids all stuck up and penetrated yep. by the vaccine. Well, so we had uh, Tucker Carlson, who did a lot of reporting on this. Yeah. Uh, we got a Tucker clip here for you talking about what's going on here. Roll that clip. Well, in response to our segment, The CDC complained on Twitter. They claimed that states and not the CDC establish vaccine requirements for school children. But like so much else that we have heard from the CDC, and it pains us to say this, but it's true. Like so much else they have told us over the last two years, they're lying. And they know they're lying. More than a dozen states follow the CDC's immunization schedule to set vaccination requirements, not suggestions, requirements for children to be educated. For example, the Virginia Department of Health states that, quote, vaccines must be administered in accordance with the CDC's schedule. The state of Massachusetts says, quote, no student shall attend a preschool, elementary school or secondary school program without a certificate of immunization documenting that a child has been successfully immunized in accordance with a schedule that was, quote, developed in accordance with the recommendations of the CDC's advisory panel. Tennessee says its immunization requirement quote, follow the current schedule from the CDC. New Jersey, Vermont, Ohio say virtually the same thing. We could go on. The point is the CDC sets the standard and then it becomes required across the country. And of course they know that. Of course they know that. If they know anything, they know that. So we called the CDC and asked a simple question. Do you deny that once the COVID vaccine is added to the childhood immunization schedule, Many schools and states will require it based on your recommendation. And of course, they know that's true. We caught them lying, so they didn't even bother to respond to us because apparently we're not American citizens and don't deserve a response. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, kids don't need the vaccine. No. We've said this from the no. beginning. Three-fourths of kids have already had COVID. They don't need the vaccine. Like, everybody's had it. Everyone's been affected. So everyone just needs to calm down mm-hmm. and move on. Well, you know, it's, now they're like, oh, you got to get your flu yeah. shot. Do well, this. now there's now there's you know now there's Omicron, you know, part seventy six plus three other variants that we're watching. Yeah, and, and the uh, uh, super oh. max oh, yeah, variant yeah, out of Boston, Boston University, yeah, the which they say no, 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 we're not doing that. I'm yeah. like, okay, yeah, the Red Sox sure. variant. I'm sure that someone just totally made that up. But uh, how many the, times have we heard that? Yeah, I know. That's just conspiracy yeah. theory. And yeah. also buried in all these, all this Omicron hysteria again. They're trying to drum up. Um, the virus isn't any more lethal. It's more transmissible. They say. What are you talking about? Hmm? What are you talking about? There's a new Omicron variant that's going to hit this fall. 
winter. Oh, I yeah. listen to that. But right, so no but cares. then buried down, it's no like, well, well, is it is it more lethal? No. So you know what? It's never. It's basically like it, it, it's a cold now. A cold mean, is highly transmissible. It's been a cold for a long time. Yeah, it's been a cold for a long time. Um, it's a very bad flu. It's not even. I don't even think it's as yeah. bad as the flu anymore. Um, Did you get your flu shot yet? No, and I'm not going to this year. <laughs> not saying that you people shouldn't, but I'm not this year. That's what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> what I'm just saying, I feel like they're they're stuffing into these shots now. I'm just saying. I'm not saying microchips. Your arm will become like sleeve of lizard. I'm not, I'm not saying microchips. I'm just saying I wouldn't put it past them to slip some COVID into the flu shot for people who haven't gotten vaccinated yet. Yeah. And I have been vaccinated, yeah, but there's significant issues occurring in young males particularly oh, these athletes that are dropping have been dead. vaccinated and getting boosters and especially with these people who are dumb enough to get the fourth booster or the fourth shot or whatever you want to call it yeah i'm not exaggerating people are dropping dead yeah, we got from myocarditis the, we got the, the heart thing the heart yeah, the congress popping. the congressman's daughter yeah I'm yeah. not going to now yeah. okay we're not saying it was the vaccine but she was perfectly healthy I think she was what twenty. Yeah, she was a very very sad story. I mean, as an mm-hmm. aside, horrible story. She passed away from a heart related thing, and she she had been vaccinated. Um, yeah, uh, you know, it's a little little skeptical here of what's going on. Yeah. So so I don't put it past them to shove some into that flu I mean, shot. They have, so that's why I'm not doing they it. They have year. legal immunity. Yeah, I've traditionally been a flu shotter. Same here, but I'm so I'm still year. probably gonna get. It. I'm not doing it this year. Um, what else do we got here? Speaking of conspiracy theories, Russiagate. Uh, Russiagate, a trial in the, uh, Russiagate investigation by Special Counsel John Durham, um, failed to secure a conviction, uh, from a D.C. Metro-based jury. Oh, shocker. Shocker. Uh, yeah, very shocking. Um, even though it was very clear that he was guilty. Yeah. So that's good. Um, never gonna get any justice for that. Uh, speaking of Russiagate, the master one of the masterminds of the Russiagate uh, hoax, disgraced FBI agent Peter Stroke, uh, <laughs> makes a comment that I, I when I read this story, I couldn't believe he said this. I mean, oh, this, yeah. yeah, like, I, I thought that maybe the headline was a little bit of an exaggeration. Yeah, but then you watch the clip. And then I watched the it clip. It was a horror show. Yeah, take a listen to what he has to say about January 6th compared to September 11th. Roll that clip. And I think if you look at the scale in terms of the threat to democracy, I mean, 9-11 was a tragedy. We lost thousands of lives in a horrific way that we still mourn to this day. But when you look at something that is an attack on democracy, something that could actually bring about a fundamental change to American governance as we understand it, 9-11 is nothing compared to January 6th. This man Mm -hmm. was a former top counterintelligence agent at the the FBI. This man who just said that. The whole FBI is corrupt. Yeah. The whole FBI is corrupt. But if if that's the threat assessment that the upper crust has in that building, Mm -hmm. we're in serious, serious trouble. Oh, big time. I I mean, mean, hence the Mar-a-Lago raid. So, you know, you're, you're already seeing it in real time. Yeah. Collapse before our eyes. It's not good. It's not good at all. Um, oh, and our uh, Rick Scott's going down to help Blake Masters. It's about time. Um, wow. Three weeks. Before. Yeah. Oh, um, he's back from his yacht? 
Yeah, don't get me started. He's back uh, from his uh, luxury yacht in uh, the, the the Amalfi Coast. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, speaking of using up fuel, let's talk about Biden's oil fiasco because it's interesting. I feel like every time we talk about something, it pops right back into the news cycle right yeah. afterwards. We talked about the Strategic Petroleum Reserve on Tuesday, yeah. how what Biden is doing to it. Yeah. It might be one of the worst scandals of the Biden administration, which is saying a lot because there's been just a total show this whole time he's been in office. He's raiding the SPR yet again for another 15 million barrels, which, you know. Probably is, this is it, right? We, like, we have no reserve left, do we? Uh, I think it's down in the 300 millions now, which it hasn't been since it basically started. Okay. Um, but then he went in this little tirade afterwards because he wasn't happy about being asked questions about this. Um, and he said that, quote, he has not stopped or slowed U.S. oil production. Well, we know that to be false. It's 100% false. He froze new drilling leases, um, you know, the whole green agenda, killed, all this bullshit. Killed the Keystone Pipeline. Oh, yeah, the excessive all regulations. Has, all this has residual effects. The red tape. I mean, you know, you could go down the list, right? So that's just a lie. And then he said, well, don't worry, we're going to refill it at $80 a barrel. Yeah, we refill it. Yeah. So that'll be a couple hundred billion dollars. Um that's if we could get our hands on oil. And by the way, when you buy up that much oil, what does it do to the market inevitably? Causes the price of oil to go up. Go up. While he was talking yesterday, oil spiked. I think it was like $10 a barrel. So that well, was the Venezuelans are probably happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm sure that's where he's going to have to get it from. Yeah. So, yeah, but gas prices are still not, you know, he's like, oh, well, gas prices went down 15 cents. I'm like, great. Oh. They're still like 50% higher than they were when you took office. Yeah, they're still so, you know, and, and really, People it's have not, to drive an hour to work are still not, yeah. And also, I mean. you know, the inflationary pressures do come from consumer fuel as well, but primarily come from the cost on the producers at the diesel level and for trucking and shipping and distribution. I'm shocked that we haven't had rationing yet. And diesel is still through the roof. Yeah. So... You know, there's no sign that inflation is going to cool off. And uh, for for the targets to be hit that the Fed has put out that say this is when we would stop raising rates, inflation would essentially have to, like, go negative, right? Yeah. We'd have to go to deflationary status. That's not going to happen. So I don't really know what's going to happen with the Fed in their next few meetings. But uh, the market's been smoking crack um, <laughs> these past, like, week or so. It's been edging up just a little bit, which I think is just setting up a pretty significant fall right either before or after the midterms. So we'll see what happens there. Not financial advice. One last thing we got here, uh, according to new whistleblower documents, and this is kind of setting the groundwork for what could be next year with a uh, Republican majority in both the House and the Senate. The investigations into the Biden administration, and particularly Hunter Biden, are going to ramp up to 100 Chuck Grassley, who is in charge of uh, uh, the Judiciary Committee, and thank God that he is, not Lindsey Graham, he has a ton of whistleblowers and a ton yeah. of documentation yeah. that essentially proves that the FBI and Biden himself were aware of Hunter Biden's business arrangements and may have been involved in some of them himself, um, which, you know, not shocking. We knew yeah. that already. Yeah. Apparently, there's voluminous evidence related to the potential crimes Biden and his son has committed, um, and that U.S. Attorney uh, for Delaware, David Weiss, uh, is hot on the uh, the trail. But he believes 
according to Grassley, he believes that the FBI basically looked the other way on purpose. Oh, well, and I so mean, he's going to try to prove that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I will say, what exactly to what end is that going to help us? Uh, because we've seen what happens with RussiaGate, you know, FISA. I mean, all of it, right? The FBI is super corrupt. We know this. Nothing ever happens. Um, unfortunately, it's going to take a Republican president to make that happen. But who knows? Maybe twenty twenty five. So, uh, I think that's all for today. Yeah. So, we will be back here on Tuesday for more triggered. As usual, uh, if you enjoy Triggered and want it uncensored, become a VIP member at townhallvip.com. Use the promo code SAVEAMERICA for 40% off. You will get Triggered Uncensored. You'll get a ton of exclusive content. You'll get so much Kurt, Katie, Matt. The list goes on and on. So townhallvip.com. Use the promo code SAVEAMERICA. Thank you to all of you who are VIP members. Uh, if you'd like to reach out, email us triggered at townhall.com. And we will be back here on Tuesday for another episode of Trigger. See you then. Oh,